Thank you so much for joining us again on the Y'all Need Jesus podcast. Today's episode is all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Now, a quick disclaimer, things do get a little political today, and you're going to hear some contrasting viewpoints and opinions. And if that's something you're not comfortable with or something that makes you feel triggered, today's episode might not be for you. But on the lighter side, we do have Miss Carly Bosman joining me today. I'm so, so, so excited. She was so wonderful, and I hope she joins us again. Oh my gosh. Now, Miss Carly is new to the world of creating and making podcasts, and the platform we were using, you know just wasn't compatible with her phone or her Wi-Fi today. We don't really know what was going on. We had some issues, but I'm going to piece this together as best as I can, and hopefully it'll come out smooth. Enjoy the episode, guys. I'm good. I'm good this time. (laughs) Okay, let's try this again. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm so happy to have you on, sweetie. Thanks. I'm kind of stoked for it, to be honest. Oh my gosh. Wait, did you listen to the episode with Cam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that where you guys mentioned me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, big time over here. Yes, yes. Okay, so for people who don't know you and have only heard about you on here, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, my name is Carly. I am 22 years old. I'm from the eastern shore of Maryland. Um, I have known Matthew since like elementary school. We didn't, we didn't necessarily get along in those days, but it was because I was brutally honest and still am. So maybe that's why he likes me nowadays. I I don't know, but, um, I've come to a point in my life. I've come to a point in my life where I really appreciate honesty. (laughs) Years went by, things got better. Yep. Okay. Do we have our liquor ready? I definitely do. I already, I'm already good. Okay, what are we drinking? I've got tequila, vodka, gin. You know, we should be on the same wave. We should be on the same wavelength. Wavelength. Oh my god, here. I've got kinky. So. Okay. I don't have that, so I'm just gonna pull out some Lunazul Blanco. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay, so I want to start this episode off with a little game of trivia. And since this episode is going to be called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, I think it's only appropriate that it's music trivia. I'm going to give you some facts about five famous female musicians, and you're going to tell me who they're about. For every question question you get right, you get a point, and I take a shot of tequila. For every shot you get wrong, I get a point, and you drink. Are you ready? Okay. Absolutely ready, but my question is, is there, like, a certain time error on these, like, women? They're all, like... They're all like currently famous today. Oh, okay. All right. Some, some of them are. Some of them are. Oh, they're current, but like you're gonna know who all these people are. They're all alive. Is they're all alive. alive. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. Number one. I'm letting my phone lock. I'm letting my phone lock. I just gotta okay. keep my phone active, and we're good. Okay. So, for you know, people listening, Carly, you know, left the chat. Okay, so number one, this female artist has had a career spanning over two decades. Over her career, she's transitioned through different musical genres, such as country, pop, and rock. Every single one of her albums has been streamed over one billion times on both Spotify and Apple Music. In 2020, she released her most critically acclaimed album that the critics say single-handedly rebranded the rock genre, and she was famously snubbed for her best rock album in Grammy, for the Grammys in 2021. Who is it? Um, I'm going to say, I'm stuck between three people. I'm also eating a donut right now. Um, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Um, Shakira. Okay. Who was the third? You know, <clears throat> I knew who it was. But then Shaquille O'Neal started coming to my head, and I lost her name. Okay, so we <laughs> lost that one because it was I'm Miley Cyrus. Go, was it Miley Cyrus? It was Miley Cyrus. Wow. Yeah. All right. Stream off of this? I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I can just right. leave it like it is. Okay, number two. 
This ban famously set off controversy after they criticized the U.S. president, boasting oh. 13... Oh, that would be the Dixie Chicks. That oh, yeah. Chicks. Okay, all right. Don't even play me about my chicks. Mm-hmm. I hate the name change, but I guess I get why they did it. Girl, okay. you, know, you, I, you know what song I was digging, though, dude? What? Goodbye, Earl. I'm for my husband. <laughs> okay. All right, number three. This country singer's parents paid for of oatmeal. The singer's sisters are all musicians, too. This female singer has been advocating for gay rights and fighting racial inequality since her first sing- since her first song came out in 1959. In 19 when? 59. Good God, Madonna. No, Dolly Parton. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> okay. Question number four. Starting out as an actress and a dancer, this female musician has gone on to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, sell 80 million albums, and merge the gap between American pop and Latino pop. Her films have grossed over 3.9 billion dollars. Oh, man. She is currently That is Miss Jennifer Lopez. Okay, so right about now, you might be realizing what I was talking about earlier. Today was not our best day in terms of internet quality, but don't let that turn you off. That was our fault, not Anchor's. And speaking of Anchor, let me run you through it real quick. You have a podcast idea brewing around with you and some friends. There is no better platform than Anchor. It's honestly amazing. The information they give you, the tips, the tricks the libraries of sounds available to you, and the demographics. Oh my god, the demographics. It shows me what country you're listening from, what gender you identify with, what your age range is. It's honestly so amazing. It shows me what platform you were listening to this. Were you listening on Spotify? Were you listening on Anchor? Because there are Anchor-exclusive podcasts, and it's all free. I can't believe this is something that is free and just available to everybody. So, the next time you feel that niggling little instinct of, ooh, should I make a podcast? Would me and my friends be entertaining? Try it out. Hop on Anchor. What is stopping you from getting on Anchor? And please, 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 guys, bear with us through the sound quality issues. Again, that was our Wi-Fi not the platform, okay? Never the platform. Anchor, mm, chef's kiss, amazing. Now, at this point, I think I'm just going Yes, it's J-Lo, but at this point, I think I'm just going to leave the episode just pieced together like this. I need people to hear the struggle. <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, last question, and you, wow. you're probably going to get this one because I know you love country music, okay? Mm-hmm. Skyrocketing to fame the 90s and early 2000s, this singer started off in an incredibly popular fusion band with five number one hits and a Grammy nomination. After going solo, this singer went on to win seven Grammys. The singer is also referred to as the 20 is married to a country music megastar. So, she is no longer married to a country music megastar. They are actually divorced. Wait, do you know who I'm talking about? thinking of the correct person. It's, I'm okay. stuck between Faith Hill and Miranda Lambert. Oh, neither one. It's neither one of them? Neither right, one of them. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Guy rocking to fame in the 90s and early 2000s, this singer started off in an incredibly popular fusion band with five number one hits and a Grammy nomination. After going mm-hmm. solo, the singer went on to win seven Grammys. The singer is also referred to as a 2010s beauty icon and is married to a country music megastar. Fusion. I, what is a fusion band? Think like ska. What is ska? Like a little bit of reggae. Oh, and now they're in now they're in a band. Well, now they're solo. They were in a band, but now they're married to a country music megastar, which upset a lot of people. So she does not sing country music. Oh, With her oh, new husband, oh, Okay, yes. Blake Shelton is her new husband, and her name is... Oh, my God. They're on The Voice together. Ah, I know <laughs> what she sings. She sings Bananas. 
Be it. I'll, I'll give it to you. Go. Yes, Gwen Stefani. There we go. I knew oh. that. Listen, oh. I was thinking him the whole time. And the reason I said Miranda Lambert was because Miranda Lambert, like, they're around the same age. And they were married before. So that's why my mind went there. And then getting married, like, him and Gwen getting married upset a lot. Of, I'm sorry, her and Gwen. Whatever. This, this yeah. shot hit. Okay, you know what I'm saying. It upset people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's dive on into our first topic today. All you know, right. we're talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but not in the way you might I'm think. I'm excited. Okay, so we're starting with OnlyFans. Three of my fave things. Three of my fave things. Girl, same. Okay, so the company was originally created to be a competitor for Patreon. It was intended to be a platform where internet content creators could release content and charge a premium to their fans. Now, sex work dominates the site with 7 million users. The site notably netted a $500 million profit just this past year, taking 4 to 7% of their creator's income. So, what has your been, experience been with it? How did you first hear about it? Me? Yes. Mm. I, never, I haven't had an OnlyFans experience. Oh, no, I have, actually. I'll tell you about that later. Oh, okay. Anyway, so, I don't know, like, if you want to sell your needs, sell your needs. Like, I can't do anything about it. Personally, I'm not going to do it. But if you want to be labeled as a sleut, or you're like a classy sleut, get into it. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, I kind of maintain the position, and this leads into my next question. So, I'm saying, what do you think of the people that do it? I've always kind of said, if that's how you're going to make your money, commit to it. Be the best sleut you can be. Exactly. it's not not me like i'm not i'm not the issue i'm not the one doing it it's not affecting my life at all like i don't care if i looked a certain kind of way you bet i'd be doing only fans oh my god i had a snapchat premium for like a couple weeks did you really yeah what were you putting on there there. just like pictures of your butt and stuff like that it doesn't like stuff that literally you would see if i was in a bathing suit Okay, so you okay, so the cooter wasn't fully out. Oh no, 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 no. I can just imagine you like taking pictures of your feet and putting them on there. Oh my god. Dude, I have sold some amazing feet pictures. Don't get out. I like honestly. Honestly. <laughs> but and I have cre- ugly feet, so some creators are making millions. In fact, OnlyFans famously offered internet celebrity Jeffree Star seven million dollars to start. Obviously, there's money to be made here. How much would it take for you to fully commit going whole hog with starting one? Oh, for like a an OnlyFans? Yeah. Hmm. Probably like. Oh man, I don't even know. Like, if I had a good like, if I got what I got from my paychecks coming in every like two weeks, I'd be set. I'd start doing it. Oh hell yeah. Okay, so now we're going over to my favorite place. Are you ready? We're going to Reddit. Okay, we're going to where? So Reddit. What is Reddit? <gasps> oh, we're gonna talk about that later. Okay, so there's basically there's different threads, and okay, so there's a, there's a thread called "Am I the asshole?" and people tell them whether or not they're the asshole. So that's where we're going right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think I've heard about this. Someone was telling me about it the other day. Okay, so. This guy says, am I the asshole? I'm sorry, this girl says, am I the asshole for telling my husband to cancel his OnlyFans account and stop paying subscriptions? I'm 42 and my husband is 45. And we have been together for a long time and I love him dearly. However, I do not like the fact that he is always on OnlyFans, like pretty much daily. Don't get me wrong, I have no issue with porn, but you can look at porn without the personal interaction. What I don't understand is all the subscriptions he pays for and the tips he gives to all these girls on OnlyFans. $40 here and 25 there, it all adds up. I asked why he needs to do this. If he wants to masturbate the porn, why not use regular porn sites? He says it's no big deal and it's his money anyway. That's not the point. I go without things like getting my nails done because I feel bad spending necessary. And I'm not saying he can't look at porn, but he's spending a lot to interact with these girls. Also, I never withhold sex from him before you all start to think that's an issue. Am I the asshole for telling him he needs to cancel his OnlyFans account? What do you think? Yes. Yes. He's the asshole? Yes, definitely. Oh. I don't know. Look, listen, listen. I think it all depends on the type of person you are, too. Like, definitely, like, I was like, nah, if you watch him porn, like, why are you watching porn? Or, like, 
Why are you looking at other girls? Blah, 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 blah. My philosophy in life now is you can look, but don't touch. Ever. That's valid. That's my philosophy. So I really don't care. Like, what's the odds that they're actually going to see this person? No. These girls that are on this site are just in it for money. They're getting nothing from any of this. Nothing. So, do you think sex work through OnlyFans is safer than escort work? OnlyFans has given a lot of sex workers the opportunity to stop working the streets and abandon big porn studios Absolutely. to make more money. Absolutely. Definitely. See, I think the safer it is and the more legal it all is, the better. People are going to do it regardless, and it's not safe. Exactly. I feel like it's a safer option for girls who need the money. And yeah. honestly, I've seen girls that, like, I know make bank off of it. I need... Like good money off of freaking Snapchat for like literally two weeks. There is three pictures of my butt. There's a guy I know. His name is Reno, and I'm not using his actual name. That's just his porn name. But like, he in the past year of doing OnlyFans and just OnlyFans, and yeah, he's having sex with people, but it's only people he would sleep with, you know, for free. And he's bought three condos, a house for his mother, three cars, and paid off his college debt. And that's yeah. what he made in the past year. And he only spent half of what he made. Yeah. So, I mean, how can you argue with that? Yeah, honestly, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, do you think women watch as much porn as men? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that kind of connects with my next thing because... So, I, don't know about, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think as, like, different spans in the life, it would be different. Like, I think around our age and stuff like that, the, like, dudes definitely watch more porn. But when they get older, I think it's, like, just, it's the same. I think women are just as horny as men, but I think women are trained to act like they're, I think women are trained to act like they're not as horny as men. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. So, gay sex workers on the platform report that at least half, if not most of their viewers are female, and that these are creators with hundreds of thousands of followers on the site. In fact, Pornhub agrees that at least 60% of the people watching gay porn are female. Why do you think that is? It's okay. You can be honest. No, I don't know. I'm honestly thinking of a good decision. Honestly, I know that a lot of girls, when they do watch it, they watch lesbian porn for some reason. Hey, honey, you're kind of muffled. Me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here you go. What'd you say? I don't know, but I know that, like, girls, a lot of times, like, can be straight as shit, and they love watching lesbian porn. I don't understand. I don't really watch porn. Like, I just haven't. It's not something that, like, I get into, but I do know that. That's actually a fact. So, have you, have you, like, watched gay porn? Like, straight up, just two dudes? Um, no, I don't think, no, I don't think I have. Okay. So why do you think so many people pay for OnlyFans? Porn is free and it's not exactly hard to come by on the internet. What do you think? I think because they feel more of a personal thing with it. Like they see that this is somebody that they know or like that, like other people know and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like really think about it, the people that are buying it, it's not just random ass people buying it. It's like people you know. Yeah, I mean, you also have the bigger creators because, like, a lot of porn stars also do OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, of And, like, there's a big thing with, like, you know, they'll only message you back if it's through OnlyFans. And I think what a lot of guys are actually paying for is the opportunity to message somebody they've had all these fantasies about exactly. and, like, make it real. Exactly, exactly. I, I think it's all about selling a fantasy of, like, oh, I'm having contact with this person. And I think exactly. that's what the girl on Reddit was so upset about. I don't think it had anything to do with the porn. I think he was probably messaging those girls. And I think yeah. that's the, probably the problem she had with it. Oh, absolutely. So we're moving on to drugs now. Okay. So I am always open about the fact that I'm a child of an addict. And I'm very aware that drug addiction runs in my family. And millions of Americans struggle with drug addiction. And it's surprisingly a pretty political issue. Republicans seemingly place a lot of blame on the legalization of weed as a gateway drug. And Democrats seemingly blame Big Pharma for pushing doctors to prescribe unneeded narcotics. Where do you land on this issue? Your mom's a nurse, right? Yeah, my mom's a nurse. So, you know, with that in mind, where do you kind of land on that? Because she must see stuff like that all the time. So, I think, like, 
surprisingly like my mom really hasn't really had an impact on stuff with us was like that and like I even know like you when I when like we were younger and everything you told me about all that stuff with your mom and I like genuinely back and like it's it's like sucky and everything but I've like always had that mindset that no matter what you'll put your people you'll put like the people you love for in front of that so like I don't know I've just never had a good mindset with it but I mean obviously and you and I both know we agree very differently on like I am a Republican I don't know where you stand but I know back in the day we would have not like got along with like our views and everything I'm so, pretty middle of the road. There's there's things on both sides I agree and disagree with. Yeah, um, definitely. I think my biggest thing growing up was, and it was the hard, it's still hard for me today, you know, rebuilding that relationship with that person finally after, what, 22 years of life? Yeah, yeah. It's fitting the fact of, like, how could this person have chosen this instead of me? Yeah, no, and I totally get that. And that I think that's honestly why, like, I have, my mom has a bunch of family members that have, like, died from, like, heroin and stuff like that, like, that were supposed to be my cousins, like, my first cousin and everything, and they chose drugs and, like, stuff like that over their family, or, like, I look at my cousin Nicholas, and his mom, like, literally started selling her body on the street in order to get drugs. Her mom sold, his mom, like, sold my cousin Nicholas to some random person that she didn't know, but my Aunt Shelly knew, and for $50, that way she, she could go get heroin, and the guy brought like brought Nicholas to my aunt Shelly wow I think the it's not even the worst thing that ever happened or that she did it's just the most embarrassing because I remember I saw you on a day and I don't I don't remember how much you remember of this day because I was sent home from school and what had happened was my mom was driving us to school like me to school and she was acting weird and she got out of the car and she I remember she was putting gas in the car and I remember she was just sitting out there, like not really even, and I got out and I was like, mom, you know, I was supposed to go in and get her coffee and I come out and like, mom, what are you doing? Uh, get the, she wasn't even spraying, you know, the gas in the car anymore. I think the clicker had come off and she was spraying it onto the sidewalk. And by this point, the gas station attendant had come out and she fully sprayed down the leg of my pants with gasoline. And I changed into another pair of slacks. And I remember coming into school, reeking like gasoline. I was sent home. And no matter what I changed into, I smelled like it to the point where our school principal heard about it from the teacher. I think I was probably really upset that day. And he was like, what happened? You know, I've heard you've changed clothes into your gym clothes. I can smell you from down the hall. What yeah. happened? And it was so embarrassing. And people talked about it for a while. Like they knew they, they had heard my mom. Teachers weren't helping either. They were gossiping. And that was one of the hard things about being a kid of an addict was all of the gossip. Like, I remember my mom had almost burnt the kitchen down one day, and I came smelling like, you know, burnt, just, and I told the teacher, and I think by the end of the day, I think students knew about it, and I hadn't said anything to the students. Yeah. No, I totally get it, and definitely going to a really small school didn't help with that either. Um, yeah, I mean, everything I did, people always knew about it, but. I think the only difference with me was I was very open with everybody. So somebody asked me, I was like, yeah, I did it. Like I didn't try to lie about it or hide it or anything. So no one had a problem with it. Yeah. Um, but I remember like even people like who would try to lie and hide about it and be like, now we didn't do that to someone. They would be the ones that always get called up and in trouble for something. Yeah. But back to how I feel about drugs and everything. I grew up with my dad who like, he had a bunch of heart problems and everything like that. And then he also did carpentry work. And um, he fell off a roof, a four-story roof, and ended up, like, basically, his whole spine has rods going up and down it, like, all the way through, titanium rods, like, going up. I think I remember that happened. Wasn't it super young? Yeah, I was in, I was, like, six when it happened. Yeah. And um, so he got put on a bunch of narcotics and, like, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, like, everything, like, a daily prescription, like, that they gave to you, and, um in 2010 my dad was like because this happened in 2006 he was taking them and he'd like make himself suffer in pain and everything because my dad chose his family over a narcotic yeah and like he would suffer and feel so terrible and everything and still even now today like he suffers and like you can see him hurt and everything but he will not choose a drug over us and I think that's why like I've always been like, always had the stance I have had on drugs because, like, there's so many people in this world that love and care about you and need you 
in their life and you're choosing this thing over that person yeah and that's totally what that's I mean I, I've just always had that same stance in life just because I've seen like my dad I also see my mom who's like a healthcare worker all the time coming home like because being in the heart like being in the heart field and stuff when people are doing drugs like heroin oxycontin stuff like that and all it's doing is messing with their heart so my mom has like people that come in to the hospital and everything and like you can tell when she's had a bad day like you just know or like she there'll be people that look at her in the hospital like if you're trying to get a vein this is the one you're gonna have to get the other ones will blow and it's like that's that's terrible like I know even working in the hospital for a short period of time that I did like I I knew it was something that I did not want to do anymore just because yeah. like the amount of people that I saw come in and out of the ER like every night from drug overdoses and everything like and the thing that really pisses me off about it most is and I don't mean to be like this but every time when I like worked in the hospital and a drug overdose will come in a lot of times people who don't have insurance or like stuff like that because they won't cover them because of drug overdoses and then it's like every single time they come in I'd get pissed off because I was the one working and my money was gonna go for you to be here like that's what would piss me off so no I've just always had I don't I don't agree with it at all I mean I understand it's sad I honestly think it's a disease like I think it's a disease 100% without a doubt i think it's something with your psychological stuff like all that shit going on i definitely think it's a disease because like i go out every weekend throw it down literally wake up shaking because like my like (laughs) how i am like my liver is trying to get itself back together and um but throughout the weekdays like i do what i gotta do i'm definitely not an alcoholic or anything like that so i definitely think it's just like i think it's like a disease honestly I think a scary day for me was I was a freshman in college and I think I lived in a very controlling household because my mom uh-huh. couldn't control a lot of things in her life. She had to control me. It's why I acted out. You remember I was a prick mm-hmm. and you know, it was why I was the way that I was. I never had any kind of, as soon as I got to college, I I'm not proud of it, but I was really fucking cute. I was like, what is it about this? That is so great. I wish I hadn't done it, but I remember the first time I did anything stronger than we, it was one time only. And I remember I was at a party and the guy's like, here, snort this. And it was this very real moment of, I was in a bathroom. It was like euphoria. I swear to God, I was sitting on a toilet. And um, it was like this voice inside my head. I, or maybe, I don't even know, maybe it was the drugs. But I was like, this is amazing. I can't ever touch this again. If I do, I won't ever not want this. This is why she is the way she is. Yeah. It's a really fucked up way of getting your question answered. But it was legitimately the scariest thing I've ever done. I had like, in my mind, I had, like, very real flashes of, like, ending up like my mother and what that future would look like. Yeah. And I bar- I don't even really smoke weed anymore. I have anxiety yeah, no, and I've learned I totally that it fucks with I have anxiety and I've learned that it kind of fucks with that sometimes if I'm not, like, the right mental space. But, like, you know, I still drink. I still do that. But I'm still very conscious of, like, I need to watch this a little closer than most people do. And that's okay. Yeah. Very true. Absolutely. So, Second trip to Reddit, am I the asshole for not wanting my drug-using, gaslighting stepdaughter to move back to my house? I've always been a good guy, a real teddy bear, the guy that helps you move and brings the beer, too. So when my stepdaughter, 14, started to have problems, anxiety in school, problems sleeping, etc., I did all I could to help her find help. Now it turns out she was using drugs. She's been lying when asked if she was using. There's no taboos in our house, and we're an incredibly honest and open family. She even shamed her mother for asking her once if she was doing drugs. Then she proceeded to ask for help, doctor, psychiatric hospital, youth center, social worker, etc. So for a few weeks, so after a few weeks, I'm sorry, she finally told us she was using drugs and that she was just seeking for help to get what she wanted. When her totally exhausted mom sent her to her dad's place, she started gaslighting her mother about how wrong it was to abandon her daughter like this. Now she's 15 and wants to come back and I don't want her to. I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm a bad person if I don't let her come back. And I'm a bad guy if she comes back and I ignore her. And if I let her come back and I know I'm going to be unhappy. So am I the asshole? Oof. What you think? That's that's a rough one. Hello? Hello, Carly. 
so people are gonna, people are gonna think I'm bad so at my long. job. What'd you say? People are gonna start to think I'm bad at my job. No, it's me. It's me. I'm bad, guys. He's okay. very good. I suck. So yeah, um, I definitely if there are both sides. And I, what he didn't say in that, and I wonder if it's maybe one of the things making him feel like that. I wonder if there are other kids in the home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't know. It's a tough situation all around. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Okay, so let's transition to music. What are a couple mm-hmm. songs playing through your rotation right now? Playing through my rotation right now. Hmm. Let me think. Um, the Luke Combs kind of love we make. Ooh. Um. Morgan Wallen just all around, but Thought You Should Know is probably my fave right now. Oh, I do love Morgan Wallen. Yeah, he has a good time. Absolutely. A lot of Tyler Childers right now for me. Yes. Yes, love him as well. And Zach Bryan. And Zach Bryan, absolutely. I got to meet Tyler Childers like two years ago. He was amazing. Friend, you know, he was somebody I did for a while and we ended up being friends and you know, I'm hanging out at the house, we're doing movie night, and a couple of our friends are there, and he, like, looks at us, and he's like, hey, like, by the way, my friend Tyler is driving through town, you know, he looked at me, he goes, you're originally from Kentucky, he's from Kentucky, like, they're on, you know, tour, he's a musician, like, do you mind if he spends the night, I don't want to, like, ruin anything, he's with his wife, and I was like, no, no problem at all, so about an hour and a half later, we hear, like, the loudest fucking rattle of an engine you've ever heard in your life. Like, not like a vroom, vroom, like, hey, I have a small dick, but, like, just an old fucking car. And <laughs> I swear to God, a pink VW bus pulls up, like, <laughs> pastel pink. And guy gets out, has his guitar, his wife gets out, like, carrying a couple bags. And for about 30 minutes, we're all just introducing ourselves. And, you know... I was like, oh, like, what kind of musician are you? He said, oh, country music. And, you know, the conversation went about very normally. And then, like, somebody kicked over one of the bags they had. And there was just, like, a clunk. Like, something heavy hit the ground. And I kind of look over, and I'm like, what is that? It's, like, a big gold square. And he's like, oh, it's a Grammy nomination plaque. And I kind of laugh. I'm like, okay, whatever. And his wife is like, oh, you, she's like, you have to do something with that. Like, put it somewhere. Jesus. He's like, it's heavy, like, just, God. And so I, like, look over at her, and I'm like, are you serious? Is that, I had no idea who he was. And, you know, you know, up until this point, we'd been discussing, like, he was, like, from 20, he was, like, 20 minutes away from my hometown. That's where he was from. And, you know, yeah, he's like, I got a nomination for Best New Country Artist. And I was like, oh, my God. So he shows it to us, and he's like, hey, he's like, do you want to hear some new stuff? And he played a couple of songs and he played Lady May before it was ever out in my friend Jacob's oh, living shoot. room. Oh, yeah. Shoot. He played That's that in Feathered India. He played that in Feathered India. crazy. And now I literally have gold passes to all of his shows. My he... book will make the same impressions on the oh, inside of Bertha. They're all little Feathered Indians where we tussle through the night. Such a great song. It was like, um, do you want gold passes to my shows? And I was like, sure. Didn't think anything. Weeks went by. Weeks. And they showed up in the mail. Laminated, golden, like, them that guaranteed entry to any show through Live Nation that he was playing. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's nice. I wish. He was really friendly. So what are some artists that you really admire? And what do you admire about them? Oh, man. This is a good one. I think Morgan Wallen. I definitely admire him a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he, like, just to see, like, the turnaround he's made and stuff like that, I admire him. And you also got to think a lot of people against him for a, a long time. And then now he's, like, turned right back and doing better than he ever was. So I think it's cool that he listened to what people had to – because obviously what he said – wasn't kosher i think a lot of people forget that he was coming back from kane brown's house at the time so like i don't think the man's legitimately a racist but i think what a lot of people forget is like in small towns even the way we grew up people say shit they shouldn't say all the time absolutely it's something i'm used to it doesn't make it okay it's not right 
But, like, I think people who aren't necessarily as exposed to certain things are just used to what they're used to and they don't get why it's bad. Exactly, exactly. I think him making a turnaround, I definitely think that's cool. I love Cher, Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton. Like, I think they're just three badass yeah. women. Who like, yeah, I like them too. Like, my favorite quote ever was from Cher and she was telling a story. And she was on some, I think it was, like, on the Oprah show. And she was like, well, when I first started out and I had my first hit single and I made, you know, some real money, my mom said, why don't you quit this, Cher? Why don't you just find a nice rich man to settle down with and have you pay all your bills? And she was like, mom, I am a rich man. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. True. So like over the past, let's say five years, we've really seen a lot of celebrities start to use their platforms in different ways. Actress Alyssa Milano famously says that if you have a platform and a following and you aren't using them to better the world around you, then do you even deserve a platform? Do you think celebrities ever go too far with that? Some people think celebrities should stay out of social issues. Absolutely. I don't think that celebrities should be in social issues at all. But where do we draw the line on social issues? Because I know a lot of people only get mad when they have opinions on politics, but like for me, like... No, I think I'm about all social issues. As all social issues, I think they should stay quiet about the LGBTQ um, situation, the like Black Lives Matter movement, politics. They should stay quiet about everything. If you're in the public eye, you're the number one person everybody's looking for. They're looking for a reason to either hate you or a reason to love you. So if you're giving these people and you're telling them, hey, how you feel, you got 50% of the people loving you and 50% of the people hating you. You're always going to have more haters than you do followers. So therefore, all your numbers are going to drop. You're going to have about 35% of people actually caring and evaluating your opinion and 85% saying, oh, I wish you would, or like 50% being like, wish you would have never given that. And then you're going to have like that are pissed off about it and then you have another like 15 percent who are like who no one cares yeah like I about think your opinion me, so you're always going to have more haters than you do winners over top of anything yeah i think for me i draw the line and it happened recently too like you know gay celebrities obviously like that's who they are and they're going to show and i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i don't even mm-hmm. think like in terms of the lgbt like there's nothing wrong with an artist being like oh i support this my my line gets drawn when People who aren't a part of that community say ridiculous, outrageous shit. They're not even in the community. And then it's all the news talks about. So like when whoever actress with a decent following says some ridiculous shit, it's all that makes the headlines. And we're still fighting for acceptance in general and people not to look at us like we're fucking crazy. So when yeah. you're doing this, you're pissing people off. It's all they remember. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's what, that, I, I feel like they just shouldn't make a phrase on it anyway like you shouldn't make a statement on something like that when you're in a public eye and that's just that's just how i feel i feel like it makes it everything better for you look at the dixie chicks made one yeah. statement lost their whole career and then you know i even saw it myself i made a tiktok recently don't know if you saw it but like i'm funny and so uh i was like a message to all of the congress republicans and i was calling out republican by republican the major one who voted against codifying gay marriage into law. I'm like, hey, Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene, girl, you've had three affairs that we know about, and one was with a tantric sex guru. So, like, how blessed and holy is your marriage? It was kind of along those lines, just shots fired. Uh, yeah. I had people find my Instagram and threaten to burn a laptop. The app. Remind me to download the app if I ever do this with you again. Please. Oh, please. You've been so great. We need to get you on here more. But like I was saying, people found my Instagram. And they were sending death threats because I expressed the political opinion they didn't agree with. And it's a problem, a real problem, I think, you know, we have in this country. Like, me and you on some things. We don't agree on a lot of things. We don't agree on a lot of things, but you never know. We're here having a conversation. But I'm learning from you and you're learning from me. We may never agree on some things. However, at least we're talking and not yelling at each other. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what people can't do nowadays. Every, no, people can't agree to disagree. People are so upset. And yeah. it's blocking a lot of the real conversations we should mm-hmm. be having. Mm-hmm. Like the Black Lives Matter stuff on both sides. People had just taken a second and had a conversation instead of immediately attacking one another. I think there's a better way to handle that issue. I think there's a better way to handle all those, all the issues right now. I, I mean, I definitely don't think that politics, like how, I don't understand how it all comes into play with politics. It shouldn't. It should just be people like 
helping other people. I don't think it should be specifically to one race. I don't think it's like everybody matters. I totally understand the propaganda right now. And they're the ones that are going under fire and everything like that. But we just need to stop saying stuff to like a particular race and stuff like that. Or being like this race does this, blah, 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 blah. No, we need to be, instead of a race, we need to be people. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people would disagree. I actually, I agree with you. Like, I would love for, one, I would love for coming out not to even be a thing that has to happen anymore. But two, I would love it if instead of people gay mad, I would love to just be mad who believes what he believes yeah. because of the many different things in his life. And that just happens to be one of them. Yeah, it does yeah not exactly. 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 So, I totally agree. Wheeling back to music. So K-pop is dominating the music scene. In fact, K-pop oh, is- I cannot free. get into it. K-pop has tripled Korean tourism and it's a major economic boost for the country. If you were to combine the estimated value of every K-pop idol out there, you'd be looking at one $129 billion. So oh, I take God. it you're not riding the BTS wave. No, absolutely not. I can't get into it. I cannot it, get into it. It boggles me how much money they generate. It's insane. I feel like it's just a wave that people are listening to because one person said it was cool. Like, no one likes that music in the front. We can't barely, you can't even understand what they're saying. Like, come I on. I like some of it. Be- like, I like, you know, I'm learning Spanish right now, but I learned Spanish because I liked Latin music. So I was like, oh, well, I want to know what they're saying. So I decided to learn. I think it generated a lot of conversation. And I think people, I think people like it, but I think people hopped on a trend and they were like, ooh, but wait, we hopped on a trend, but, you know, I actually vibe with this. Yeah, I think people popped on a trend and then, yeah, they vibe with it. But I just, I've tried and I can't vibe with it. That song Butter with Megan Thee Stallion that I fuck with. Yeah, I can't get into that one. You know what song I am into right now, though? That Doja Cat song from Vegas. Oh, my God. That's I love it. Good ass song. Oh, my that God. Yes. My favorite right now. You know what? You have a, in my eyes, you have a similar personality to Doja Cat, and I love that for you. Like, <laughs> It's just so similar. Like, I just remember you trolling all the baddies in school before it was ever cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you were just there to be the class clown. What I was aspiring to be and failing to be, and you were like, no, 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 stay in your lane. <laughs> you know, I even got class clown for your senior superlatives. I remember you, I told a joke one day, and you looked at me, and you're like, no, that's my job. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that does seem like something I do. That does seem like something I do. Absolutely. So, yeah. I was terrible back in the day. I was mean. Objectively, what's the best song in the world? And what, in your opinion, is the worst? Uh, best song in the world. Like, right now? Like, right now times? Or, like, all, all like All time. Feel time. Free. Take your pick. Oh, man. I'm stuck between Stairway to Heaven and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my god, yeah, especially after watching the movie and learning how they even made that fucking song. Yeah. I don't I have a favorite. Like, I also I like Sweet favorite... Home Alabama, but don't come at me for that. That was just my favorite movie when I was growing up. I don't know about that song in the world, but like, I, I fuck with it. But I don't have a favorite song. I have a favorite album. So in the 70s, when all the racial violence in Detroit was happening, and people were really trying to shine a light on what happened when Chrysler and the other motor companies pulled out of Detroit... Stevie Wonder made an album called Songs in the Key of Life. And he wasn't overly political, but he still accomplished what he was looking to do, which is get people to see, like, these people are starving. They don't have access to clean water. Like, babies are dying because there's no, there's nothing yeah. for them here. Yeah, exactly. So, so he wrote album with, like, all his famous songs, Sir Duke. Uh, my favorite from that album, like, Village Ghetto Land, just very... I like the, the song that's like, we are the people. Oh, yes. That song, that's, oh, my goodness. That's a great song. Uh, but the worst song for me has to be Gondam Style. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. That song isn't coming to my head because it's so terrible. Oh, no, my like, God. All I remember, one. and this is Cameron like a... Bird used to love that song. I oh remember. I did, too. He would start dancing to it all the time. Which that little fucker catfished me, but it's okay. Um, Josiah. Oh, what do you mean? I dude, I heard I heard some stuff, but I didn't know it was true. 
Okay, so it was scary. So I live in the Cove, and um, I don't know where he lives, but I'm assuming somewhere over there because I was scrolling grinder, and there's just this really hot guy pops up in my feed, and we're having conversations for weeks. I'm saying like personal stuff that's happening to me. I'm like venting. And so he's like, oh, yeah, meet me by the entrance sign of um, the Cove. And so I'm like, I sneak out of my house, which wasn't unusual for me at that time. Not the hoeing, just the sneaking out. And so I go up to, like, the big stone entrance sign, and he goes, I see you. And I'm, like, I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, what? And I see an SUV or, like, a car or whatever. And it just drives away. And he goes, by the way, this is Josiah Deck. Like, fuck you. And I was, like, for what? What? I was like, I was like, what did I do to you? And then he sent pictures of me to me, of me like looking around in confusion, and it was genuinely, actually, kind of scary and very creepy. Yeah, that's very weird. He kind of always gave me creeper vibes. But like, I love it that he came out after I did. I mean, he was probably a lot more low key about it. Like, but uh, absolutely. But like, I love that. Like, everybody was like, you know, it's different when we like the. Okay. But, I didn't um, even know that he came out until, like, after high school. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing when he came out. I think I was talking to Olivia one day, and she was like, oh, yeah, this happened. And I was like, what? And how are people responding? She's like, people don't really seem to care. And I was like, maybe they had less of an issue with me being gay, and they just didn't like me, which is also perfectly possible. You were you were the son of a bitch to be around back then, dude. I love, you know, it's hard for me to, like, look back and, like, it, 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 it gets cringy for me, but I think it's important for me to, like, look back and realize you've done really good work at being somebody you like. Because that was my main thing. It, less of my mom. I mean, that was a factor. But because of my life circumstances, what I've gone through, I didn't like myself. And I think I tried really hard to make other people like to like me. Yeah, make that, up that's definitely that what like it was. Myself. You were just trying so hard to make other people like you. Like, you would, you were just very much into the drama because you were, like, trying to be friends with everybody. And I knew that about you. And, like, I tried to tell you that from the beginning. But you, like, me and you just clashed back then because I'd call you out on your shit. <laughs> and I, and I just, yeah. But I, but I, I think I told Cameron, even in the podcast, and I talked to him quite a bit. And you come up from time to time. And I was, I think... I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but I was like, you know, what I'm really grateful because there was like a situation where like I got accused of saying something I, I didn't say and it was like a whole thing. It's what they were trying to pin the expulsion on. And uh-huh. I just remember really being like, no, expel me for whatever else. I didn't do it. So like find a better reason. And they were really pushing. And I remember, I think we got a call from like somebody on the school board and they were like, so a young woman named Carly Bosman was talked to she verified that he did not say it and like he can come back but like if the kids keep talking about it we'll expel him and i can hear our principal in the background going no he needs to go we don't need his kind here and i'm like oh which was okay he was creepy anyway but uh yeah definitely he was like no he was- I, I just always kept it very honest like whenever i was asked about something yeah but like i remember sitting on the back of the bus with you i don't know what it was probably like a choir trip and you were like, look, you were like, when you're not trying too hard, you looked at me and you're like, you're not half bad to be around. You like, you pointed at me and you were like, this I like. And I was like, oh, it was the first time any like, you are okay as you are. And it stuck with me. And it was the reason I stopped the bullshit. Well, I'm glad I like genuinely had an impact on you. I've tried, but I don't always have the best impact on people. I'm kind of mean, but. I, I like mean everything I say in a good way. Yeah, but it was it was exactly what I what I meant. And I have, in all seriousness, for years and years, been very grateful for that moment because in that moment, I don't even think you were trying to be nice. I think you were just being honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. so I think I've always like just tried to be honest with everything, even with like my friends and everything. Like, with all their drama, I wanted nothing to do with it. And, I, I mean, they would tell me something, I wouldn't go back and tell my other friend. And they, my other friend would tell me something about them, and I wouldn't go back and tell them. And it was just, like, it's just what I've done. I've always been a very honest person. See, it's, I, that conversation. The- Didn't hear. 
Again. Do it. We can finish this out. I got it. We got it. I believe that we can finish it without anything else happening. I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, but yeah that conversation really is like I sat back, you know, smoked, smoked some, smoked some herb. Um, and I was like, I was really thinking to myself about who I am today. And I was like, I've turned into this person. I've turned into Dr. Seuss. And I caught myself telling <laughs> this to somebody else the other day. I was like, I say what I mean to me when I say. And that's why I can't be accused of like talking behind somebody's back. Because I yeah, used to be the exactly. person who would do that. Yep. It's like, if I tell somebody else something about you, number one, I've already told you. You know or, how I feel. Or I'll tell you directly. And or, yeah, or I'll always tell been you the person I have. I've always been that person. I've never yeah, said so something you, and talk behind someone's back. If I won't say it to them directly, I will not say it. Yeah. And like, if I am saying something to that person, it's something, one, you've heard from me, and two, you're going to know where it's coming from. Exactly. So, um, what's the last song that made you cry? Hmm. Probably fingers crossed. Oh, have you heard Flowers by her too? I have, yes. Uh, for me, it would probably either be Baby Girl by Sugarland. Uh, or yeah, Baby Girl is such a good song. Or Birthday Cake by Dylan Gordon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. I have, it's very good. They're so, all very good songs. So, coming to an end of this podcast. Um, I think everybody has one really good, you know, if we're combining the topics of music and sex, I think everyone has really, you know, one just really embarrassing sex story. So here's mine. And you can, you don't have to tell yours if you don't want to, but I'm going to tell mine. And it combines okay. music and sex because right. I love embarrassing myself on here. So in December, I'm an RA now at my school. It's why I'm here in the summertime. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I'm here for the, you know, the summer norms. But back in December, I wasn't. And I lived in my apartment and I had three roommates. And um, it, I had this guy over, and we'd been on a couple dates, and this was not the first time, but it was, like, the first time that, like, we didn't have to, like, rush because something was going on. And so mm-hmm. I had my just everyday music playlist on in the background. And keep this in mind, it's just, like, an amalgamation of, like, everything I listen to, and that's, like, Disney, hood rat shit, like, you know, burn his, burn his house down and slash his tires shit. Like, it's everything. Yeah. So, like, Sexy Times is fully going on. He is on top of me. And Zero to Hero from Hercules starts playing. And I'm if you need to know fine. something about me, it's that I love Disney. And so I didn't even realize I was singing. He, like, looked down at me. And he was like, can you not? He was like, this is really, like, distracting. And so, like, we go back to it. Like, something else starts playing. And so as we're getting further along into it, another Disney song comes up. And it's Bare Necessities. And he starts oh singing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and he starts singing too, and we started laughing so hard we couldn't like finish anything. And so he's like, "Oh, like I have to go." And I was like, "Okay." As we walk out, all of my roommates are sitting there. They have been listening to the entire thing. They're on our living room in this arms like like a couple of them are in the armchair. One's like on the sofa, and like they're just like looking at us horrified. They heard not only like what we were singing, but like what we were doing. I did. They weren't supposed to be home, and then I realized I didn't have to open the door. The door was open to my bedroom. They saw like to walk to our living room. You have to walk past my bedroom. The kitchen like is right here. My bedroom is right here. Like they saw and said nothing. They just sat in shock, and it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing that I had to ghost him. You know, I could not contact him again. I just had to, like, turn and burn, block the guy. It was so humiliating. Oh, man. Except for, like, our one friend that, like, the guy, like, one of the roommates brought over. She was entertained. She was eating a box. She was, like, eating popcorn out of a bag. She was loving it. That's funny. That's hilarious. I think... Okay. I think the funniest moment that's probably ever happened to me is my ex-boyfriend who I was with for, like, a long time. He um really wanted to do it in the booty hole. So <laughs> after dating for, like, a year, I was like, you, 
Did like, you consult with a gay person before embarking on an anniversary gift? Like, this is all you get in whatever, right? Oh, I feel like lube wasn't used, but anyway. No, no, it was. But once you okay. put it in the booty hole, I <laughs> farted at the same time and shot it back out. That was, and I just couldn't stop laughing for like 20 minutes afterwards. Did he continue with the, uh? No, no. We just both started dying laughing. Just like dying laughing. I mean, I literally shot it out. Oh. Oh, my God. Well, now. So I can't do my hoeing anymore. Yeah, no, definitely not. Like, what the fuck do I look like calling up my dad and being like, so, dad, I have monkeypox? Because what he's going to hear is that I was having unprotected sex and he's going to kill me. Uh huh. Absolutely. So, so, you know, number one, never unprotected. Not ever. Not even. Well, there was that one time, but I was drunk, so it doesn't count. And I I was tested after. I feel like it's much different when, like, dudes have sex. Yeah, I mean, for us, there's more of a risk of HIV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, girls, I feel like it's not that. I'm not going to say I don't have unprotected sex. Like, I definitely have, but not with Well, now there's this. Now there's this pill, and I love to talk about it. It's called PrEP, and you take it once a day like birth control, and it's called pre-exposure prophylaxis, PrEP, and it's a pill you take every day like birth control that stops you from contra- stops you from contracting HIV, which I think is amazing. And it can be oh, yeah, expensive cool. depending upon your insurance, but that 10-year window of when drugs can be, like, copyrighted is about to expire, so different brands are about to, like, start making generic versions. Yeah. It's not yeah. cheap for me, but, like... I would rather take that than, like, get a little too drunk at a party one day and, like, forget a condom, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, like, my family's been through enough. The last thing we need is me calling me, like, so, Dad, um, Merry Christmas, I have HIV. Yeah, exactly. My father father wouldn't even wait for, like, the AIDS to develop and, like, me to die, like, 30 years later. He would just kill me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But now HIV... sentence anymore which i think is amazing they've come a long way in a very short period of time definitely definitely i think it's because people aren't embarrassed of it anymore they're being who they are well i think i think the gay community unfairly gets a bad rap and i apologize if i if i offend somebody but what was never talked about is the fact that gay people were never the largest majority of people to have hiv it was black women because black men Or, you know, because socially in the black community, it's not acceptable to be gay. They were having unprotected sex with gay men coming home to their wives, having sex with them and infecting their wives. Yes. So it was yeah. always black women that were the majority, but people didn't talk about it. And I remember yeah, I was sitting in a philosophy class. It was last this December. And, you know, it was me and a couple of gay people in the front row. And we were just talking about, you know, how hard it is to be gay now and the shit people say to us. And he stopped us. He, he was also a gay man. And he was like, don't you ever say that again. He goes, people are nasty to you and it's not right and it's not okay. He goes, but he goes, do you want to know what was a regular thing for me at your age? And we were all like, no, tell us. He was like, we would wait, we, we would, you know, anticipate the phone calls for our friends to die of that terrible disease. And we would go to their apartments and hide all the things their families didn't need to find. And it became so normal for them that they all gave each other copies of their house keys waiting for the day that they contracted HIV and they died. And he basically shut it down. He was like, I don't ever want to hear that your life is hard being gay. Hello? Did it happen again? Oh, it happened again! Okay, so we're going to wrap it else happened but um i don't even know what's happening at this point i think it's because other people are facetiming me now that i have my phone on do not own airplane mode oh my gosh okay so to wrap everything up i i'm so glad you came on today next time we're gonna get you to download that app absolutely uh, yes i'm always looking for a co-host somebody more somebody more permanent and if you like to doing this you are so welcome um yeah definitely where can people find you on the socials if you want to give those out? All right. So literally everything. I'm literally on Instagram. Everything. My name is Car Car Ballsman. That's two cars. And then Ballsman. <laughs> B for boy. O-Z-M for Matthew. A-N. 
any final thoughts for the viewers anything uh guys if you got any questions super open person need to talk about anything let me know my socials game coco Bosman. um i'm good to talk to anybody as you can tell me and matthew have talked a lot of stuff through um throughout life so and you know what like that, here i am i do episodes called deep dive through the dms so our next episode could be going through our different dms or even the ones people send through anchor and we can just answer them. yeah no totally down for that absolutely all righty well guys it's been so much fun having you thank you for listening to the pod and peace out everybody bye carly thanks matthew for having me bye, bye guys